Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) Good news, bad news, folks. Oh, gosh. Good news. Yeah? We got a new episode. Bad news. I didn't have a cinnamon roll before (gasps) recording this specific episode i mean technically you did i know but it was but like an hour ago i thought i was gonna be able to have a cinnamon roll per mm-hmm. episode which is just gonna be a great thing because then i had like a cinnamon roll counter and these are my homemade i was about to rolls. say you didn't mention that these last are my time homemade cinnamon rolls and and you made your own like cream cheese icing that's dairy Vegan, free be- it- oh it's not it's what? not wait what? is it <laughs> wait is it uh oh that's gonna be too loud you're yeah, gonna have to bring that down uh it is dairy free yes Yes, because I made my own cream cheese, vegan cream cheese with cashews and lime and other things. And then I added a bunch of vegan butter. It's a lot of vegan butter. I don't know why you were so confused about vegan versus dairy-free. Well, now that we we just walked a weird line. Anyway, Anyway. uh, I didn't get a cinnamon roll before this episode, but I'll have one after. How's that sound? Great. Yeah. (laughs) That makes Uh, everyone happy. Title of this episode. Do we need social media? So... You and I have been having a lot of conversations lately about social media in general. I mean, we always are because yeah, it's yeah. something that we question all the time and we go through phases. But lately, you and I have been talking about it a lot and we just thought maybe it would be helpful to have those conversations recorded for you guys listening because maybe you're feeling the same way. Like, yeah. it's, it's. I mean, maybe you're going to do what we're going to do. Which what? Is shut everything down. Shut only her down. Only be on TikTok and just post dance videos. That's it. That's our business strategy moving forward. That's it. Just dance videos on TikTok. Yep. It has nothing to do with our businesses. Yeah. You're laughing courses. like some people are like, that's... Oh, for sure. I mean, no, that's I an effective strategy right now. Um, So, yeah, we've just been thinking about this a lot. And um, coming at it right now, as you're listening to this in August of 2020, we haven't posted on our business account in uh, two months. That's at Wandering Aimfully, in case you wanted to peruse over there which you may not want to after you listen to this (laughs) and it started from a place of we were in sort of a a really good rhythm with posting and then everything happened with the protests and the murder of george floyd and the you know black lives matter movement which obviously has been going on for way longer than just now and it just we had this check-in every week of like does it feel it feels weird to go back to just posting normal content or posting content at all and that's not to shame anybody who did go back to normal content share our feelings and our perspective but for us just felt really weird and honestly it felt weird still like we would check in every week and you know three four five we- like weeks after i was just like i was in this place where i just felt weird and like it felt unnecessary and like there were so many more important things happening and that w- i'm just sharing that because that was how it felt at the time and then i just thought you know what we've gone this long like let's just take a break and really focus on you know, doing work behind the scenes and then obviously learning and engaging with anti-racism resources and all of that stuff. And the longer that it's gone on, the more you and I have had this conversation of like, what is it all for? Yep. Do we go back? What is the value that we want to bring? Why do it at all? Yep. The, and so that's that's what we wanted to share in this conversation and well, even personally. Yeah, where personal. I think it might be interesting is how do we use social media right Mm -hmm. now? Or how did we use it like a couple months ago because it's even changed since then? So maybe each of us, we can kind of go through it. Um, Or even I want to go back further because I used to use it a ton, way more than you ever did. Well, that's not true. I used it way more <laughs> oh, well, than anyone that's ever true. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on where you go back in your story. How far I didn't, you want to go back? I didn't mean that. I just meant like, I just meant like when every when I was doing all of my art with Made Vibrant and all of that, I was using it, you know, daily and yeah. sharing a whole ton. And you at that time were already past the I wear your shirt days, so you yeah. you were less involved. Let's go all the way back just for a minute, and then we'll just zoom forward. So we won't spend a lot of time on the all okay. the way back, but I think it's helpful to add context. Context, sure, sure, sure. So 2008, I had a Facebook account that was created by my college roommate. It was only for him to meet girls, which I now think is like a little bit creepy and stalkery. Yeah. It's because his college didn't have uh, the ability Facebook. to be on Facebook okay. at the time. Uh, so that was that was it. That was the extent of my social media usage. Uh, I heard about Twitter and all these things, so I finally got on them, and I quickly saw 
whoa, this is interesting. Like so many people on these platforms talking about what sandwiches they're eating, that they're taking showers, <laughs> what their dogs are doing. Not a lot of baby pics yet. Did you say the year of this around? 2008. Okay. 2008. Uh, and then, so I saw all these things and I had this idea, oh, what if I just promoted a company on social media <laughs> every day? 2008, mind you, 12 years this ago. Is so funny. And I'll wear a shirt with their brand on it, but then I'll just be a person yeah. every day. I'll just be on Twitter. Man. I'll make a YouTube video. I'll host a live video show every single day of my life. Post on Facebook. This is pre swipe up links, y'all. Literally had no following on any of these platforms. So just started doing all that. So for five years, almost every single day, I, put, I recorded a YouTube video and uploaded it, vlogging before vlogging was a thing. And they were more commercials than vlogs, which yeah, is yeah. why I don't think my YouTube channel would have subsided, you know, kept going. But anyway, posted on Facebook every single day, multiple times. Posted on Twitter, multiple times. I mean, just like use social media to its maximum before we got into where we are now, where it's like commonplace, like everybody uses it all the time. And so for me, that journey after 2013, so it was 2008, 2013, I was very burnt out on using social media. But I also felt like I had to use it to be successful. Yeah. And so even as I did, I was doing a lot of public speaking in 2013. I started making some online courses in 2014. And I used social media a lot to try and promote those things, to talk about those things, stay in conversations, keep the interactions going with my audience, all that stuff. And it just always felt like friction to me. And Facebook was the first thing that I finally just said, I got to get rid of. But before that, I did my first 30-day detox yep. from social media. So I did that in 2014. I wrote a journal every day while I was completely off of every platform, deleted all the apps, and it sucked. <laughs> I mean, I realized how much I was addicted to these platforms. Absolutely. And this is 2014, folks. So like, you know, I'm not saying I was like the first, but I was very early on noticing the effects of this. Absolutely. And so 2016, I finally decided, listen, my businesses have been going since 2013. I've been making money. I don't think I need Facebook anymore. I really hate it. And I just quit Facebook. Yeah. And I have not looked back since. It has been wonderful to yeah. not be on Facebook. So Twitter has always been this thing for me where like, I, you know, it's like my main platform. I engage people. I have the largest following there. I, you know, I got rid of my verified badge, which was a whole silly thing that we went through and I yeah. wrote about. And then Instagram was always just like a fun side thing. Yeah. And I had never cared about it. But it's funny how Instagram is like the main platform It now. is. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it is just so funny. You don't funny. have to apologize. You never have to apologize. <laughs> I'm touching your toes. He very softly touched my toe, which is weird. Um, but it was sweet. I, to interrupt you, it is very interesting to see how like your platform of choice was Twitter and my platform of choice is Instagram because it's where I feel like each of those places is where we got the most traction and yeah. it just really speaks to the like validation piece I, of it. I think it's also where our brains go more, well, that's right? True. So you're more of like an artistic, creative, visual. visual. I'm <laughs> a big, a thinker, uh, a deep a, thinker. I'm a big spatter of stupid things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It, it was a, it was a medium that really played into each of our. Yeah, I really time. liked Twitter because it was short. I didn't have to be perfect. Like I didn't have yeah, to. Yeah. Like it just like didn't have to write a blog post. I just wrote some tweets. Yeah. Um. And anyway, YouTube. I stopped YouTube completely in 2013 and just like very sparing. I'm just gonna throw YouTube in this conversation because sure. I think it's worthwhile. So I very sparingly made any videos because I was sober. At 1,600 videos I created That's in that many. time, <laughs> and I just didn't even want to see a camera. So I think that catches us up to like my full backstory on social. And so let's go before right now. So like two months ago, I'm on Instagram posting once a week or two. Instagram. Yeah, more of like a, I use it kind of like a micro blog, right? Like I just share something that I'm going through or talking about, about or thinking or... about. And then Twitter, I mean, really just there to like keep conversations going with people I've known for years, friends, acquaintances. I followed 27, followed 27 or 29 people on there. Like not a lot of use of Twitter. And that was it. That was really it. And then our YouTube channel for Wandering Aimfully, we were uploading very inconsistently. So that was kind of like my backstory. Okay. Um, I'll go a lot faster than that. But maybe you don't have to take 30 after, minutes. After you quit Facebook, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't use this at all. And it just was not a fun place to be. And so I very quickly, I didn't deactivate like you did, but I just sort of stopped cross posting and do, looking at it every day and like now I just forget it exists like I literally probably haven't opened it in months um and every once in a while I do the occasional like oh check in on this family member or whatever so that's Facebook I, it honestly in my brain doesn't exist I still on walk sometimes I'm like Jason do you like forget sometimes that people have Facebook notifications on or the the messenger app is a whole thing we I never even existed with I cannot overstate to you guys how much that is not a part of our daily life so and it's fine if it's a part of yours, but it's like 
that's something that like I don't even think about. So also, uh, hashtag team no notifications. We have zero social notifications. Yeah, we don't do social notifications. Haven't had them for years. If you're with us, send us an email. Hello at wanderinginfo.com. Are you team? It's a real honestly. If you are somebody who's like, I don't like how much time I spend on this. It is the one simplest change that you can make that will radically transform the way that you, you I mean you'll have to have like a detox period because with no notifications you'll still be checking all the time but really I can't I can't even say how much that has changed how we use the app because also it's a reminder that every time I go to the app I have to choose that I'm not it's not like somebody pulled me onto the interstate it's like I have to like take the exit and go myself and so every time I do that I'm like why am I doing this what is it all for? Yeah. Um, so Facebook is done. Twitter, I was never like really big on putting information out. I, I use it for honestly news and uh, you You're know. more of a consumer I'm than a, consu- a poster. 100%. I was more of a poster than a consumer. Exactly. We yeah. use it opposite ways. And I still do use it. I have to take breaks quite a bit because especially in this climate, it's just like so much everyone has an opinion and it's just so toxic. toxic. It's toxic. And everybody, yeah, it's, it's all about like who's canceled today and who's angry at who and who said the wrong thing. And like, listen, I'm all about accountability culture and I'm not even here to discuss whether I think cancel culture is good or bad because I, I do think that, like, you know, consequences need to be had. But I will say that it's just seeing that every single day. I don't think you really realize the, t- the tax that it brings on your brain. Not only that, but even like these news stories that are like tragedies and people's stories and it's just a lot. Um, so I take breaks on that, but I do go in and out and I consume there. Instagram has been my big your, platform of choice. Your team Insta. I'm team IG. Yeah. Just team for everyone Insta. to know. Yeah. Do you call it Insta or IG? What do you do? Um, or the gram. And um, that stemmed from when I started my hand lettering journey, like years and years ago, I would post, I I would do daily challenges. I would post um, every single day. And this is like before that was like a thing. And I started to amass this little art community there. And I found that amazingly valuable. And then of course, as my art evolved and I started doing painting and selling prints and I would do my art project where almost throughout the entire, I think it was 2016, was it? almost throughout the entire year where I committed to doing a piece every single day, made it like 280 days straight. And, and I got so much value because that was my artistic expression. It was where I could, and I was always like a long captioner before that was really popular of like writing down my thoughts, sharing like what I'm learning in my own personal growth journey. And then I think it was, maybe it was the anxiety thing that just really interrupted everything because even when I wasn't doing daily art anymore I was still posting pretty frequently but in 2018 no 2019 I struggled so much with um a really really bad spiral of my anxiety and again we'll probably have an episode that just goes through that whole saga and journey but social media was the farthest thing posting on Instagram was the farthest thing from my brain um, I, you know, I shared stuff here and there just to like share the bad also with the good and just share people like what I was learning on my journey to heal from that anxiety. Um, but in general, I just stepped away from it. And I think what happens is when you step away, that's when you really start to question if you need it in your life, because you start to say, I have all this time on my hands from not posting. I I really liked the space that I felt. A lot of mental clarity. I liked the clarity. I liked the... Being present in the moment without ha- running it through the filter of how can I share this? But, and I want to talk about this later on, like throughout this episode, I, I, I feel like I have this very, this internal struggle because on the one hand, I still feel all of that. Like I feel this, the space that it creates by not being there, but sometimes I do miss the connection of sharing my art and hearing people's stories and them DMing me and saying, wow, this like really touched my heart or this spoke to me in this way or you know, I miss that feeling of feeling like I was providing something of value and and connecting with people in a really human way. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact, you actually just talked longer about your (laughs) social journey than I did about mine. Well, once you get me going. I tracked it because marriage. (laughs) Uh, So I think it's really... What's marriage if you're not keeping score? So also it's worth pointing out we started an Instagram account only for Wandering Aimfully. Yep. So you have your personal account, at Kelso, and then we have at Wandering Aimfully. And the decision for our, our main business was to only use 
Instagram. Yep. So not, I mean, we may have the Twitter handle, may have a Facebook page just to grab them. We have Wander Aimfully, but we don't use that. Yeah. And the idea was just just focus on one because what advice would we give someone who came to us and was like, I have this new business. What should I do? What platform should I be on? Pick one. And do it really well. This is your podcast tip of the episode. (laughs) Uh, it's to pick one platform. And I think so many people want to do the spray and pray. I hope that phrase is okay. Is that phrase? Okay. Oh yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, okay. Uh, we, we're checking our, we're, you know, we have a curiosity corner if you didn't listen to the last yeah. episode where we really try and check in on the phrases Terminology, we use, the metaphors. Yeah. But the idea of let me sign up for every platform, let me post on every platform until I find one that works and then I'll just use, use that. We don't really believe in that. We believe in picking one, being intentional, and using that platform. Yeah. So I would say we've done uh, a really good job of carving out a unique account on Instagram. I think your your creativity in bringing ideas and thoughts to visual life through Instagram is very unique and fun. I think I add some like, oh, hey, I had this thought, and then you make a visual of it, and it's just it's awesome. It's so cool to be able wow, to see that. Thank like, you. I think we have a really good. I think we have a really interesting account on Instagram for for that. Wow, dust your shoulders off. But what is it all for? I think that was not the appropriate use of that. Uh, It's fine. I can dust them off. Cool, cool, cool. Um, But what is it all for? So do we need Instagram? And this is the thing that I came to in 2016 when I quit Facebook was, do I need this? And Mm -hmm. so what I told myself was, I'm going to quit and I'm going to track the data. And what the data told me was, I actually grew my revenue with my business because I had exactly what you talked about before, more time more creative energy, more mental space, all of those things where I wasn't every day posting, looking right. at notifications, doing these things, having all that energy. And I really do believe in our lifetime, I've talked about this in many places on many interviews and many things. I think A, social media is going to be the next great addiction. Yeah. It's going to literally be diagnosed is. as an addiction. And then B, I forgot what my B was. Well, A is pretty strong, honestly. No, there was something else. Uh, oh, uh, micro interactions. Yeah. I don't think we understand the um the toll the that micro interactions take on our brain yeah because we're not wired for them we've only been around for however many thousands of years right and our interactions were like you know saber tooth tiger don't kill me fire cook my food to then like drive a car a lot of things going right. on or even like don't even go that far back but like stop by the hardware store and talk to bob for like yeah you know 30 minutes and like you're, you're not yeah. seeing a thousand people in your town at a time and now and commenting on them and talking with them and trying to keep up that relationship and like you know yeah and and what i one of my biggest reasons for doing a social media detox in the very beginning and why i've continued to do it and continue will tell people to do it is before <gasps> my glasses just got here before you were on social media someone would never come to your door knock on your door and shout opinions at you. (laughs) It just really didn't happen. Yeah. And with social media, that is a thing that everyone can do. They can come to your metaphorical door and they can shout their opinions right in your face at all times. And I don't think our brain... You're talking about like commenting? Just in general. Because that's like your door, right? Is like if I post something, it's someone coming to my face and and then shouting their opinions about me. I know, but at least the feeds is like... To me, the feeds are like you go to like the public square and like people are just shouting. Right, but the public square is something you have to go to. The feed is not even something you really have to go to. It's right. just the, always It's in true. Front of the you. public square comes to you. That's interesting. Like every time you open an app, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, the feed is there. It's, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. Like opening the app is going to the public square. Yeah, I know. And you're getting It's a very short distance. But I was thinking more of like you're it is I it is really interesting because I I look at some like very big accounts now and I read the comments and it makes me so Name them. sad. Name them. Name shame them. I'm kidding. No, it, yeah. it's not even a shame for them if they're doing anything wrong, but like to be a public person now opens you up to so many just hateful people and, and of course there's positives too but like some of the, the comments that I read on Instagram that's another thing that just makes me sad to be there is I see people who are just living their lives and trying to whatever and we can have a conversation about do you know that going into it and does that mean that you're opening yourself up for that but I just the only comment I want to make is like that's your your house, right? And people just show up at your house and yell opinions about you and your decisions and how you look and everything. Oh, think about so think about I wear your shirt 2009 when it started. Uh-huh. And you weren't there for it, but I can just tell you there was a little bit of hate, a little bit of negative commentary, sure, sure, sure. A, a little bit. In the grand scheme of things, 2% of the commentary on I wear your shirt was negative. Imagine if I tried to do it today. Yeah. What do you think it would be? 50-50? 
I mean, yeah. I guarantee you it wouldn't be 2%. Yeah, I don't think too. it'd be 20. And so that to me is just the shift in the landscape of what social media has become. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to just harp on how bad it is. I don't want to harp on all these things. I do really want to talk about from a business perspective, if we think people need it, if we think we need it, how we think it fits in, because I think that's a really important conversation that a lot of people are hearing from a lot of other online business podcasts. We found out since last episode, apparently there are more online business oh, podcasts. Oh, wow. Than just We're ours. not the only one? <sighs> I guess not. Um, is that a lot of people will say, you got to have your Pinterest strategy. You got to have your Instagram content calendar going. You got to have your, you got to be on TikTok now. It's a new thing. And I think for us, what we really challenge people is to just ask, what is it all for? Yeah. And we even have Waymers, our Wandering Aimfully members uh, in our Slack community, who they really struggle to come up with a good strategy that works, that that provides results, that gets customers, that gets people in what we call their marketing bridges, where they're getting in front of their products. And a lot of times it's just because it's oversaturated at this point. Instagram doesn't need another X type of business right. to be on it posting X type of content that's the exact same as everybody else. And instead, what we really advocate to people is, if you're going to spend, call it 20 hours a week on social media, which is a very realistic number. A lot of people Absolutely. think that's probably too much, but that's very realistic. What could you do with that 20 hours that is just so different than anybody else in your industry? And and the example I really want to give here is for Tea Tree as a, a software platform, never has it had a social media presence, never has it had social media content. It has always been built off of word of mouth. Right. Now, granted, it's been a very slow growth, but right. I, I could have I could have done more, but I was intentional because I didn't need it to. Right. And so for a project like that, Teachery is now getting close to $10,000 monthly recurring revenue because we're very transparent about numbers. That has all been built in six years via word of mouth. So I invest a ton of time in customer support emails. I invest a ton of time in making the platform better. Now we invest a ton of time and energy in doing those things. And... We know the platform will grow because of that, because we've seen it in the past. We do not need social media for it to grow. And I think one of the biggest things that people stumble into when they're trying to decide, do I need social media for my business or not, is are you actually thinking about what social media is going to do for yeah. your business? Well, here, absolutely. I think an interesting thing to talk about going off of that, and it's something I'm feeling right now, which is interesting because you and I are not people that I would say care overly what people think about us or think about our business. I very much care. Yeah, you, I need everyone yeah. to love me. Yeah, you you are not uh, troubled with that affliction at all. I probably care yeah, more than you. Yeah, which is very but, normal. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, we always talk about I'm like an unemotional robot, yeah, so robot. I just don't care. Yeah, but something that's happening right now is I'm, abs I'm loving taking a break from Wandering Aimfully's Instagram because of all the time that it frees up because honestly like you were saying in order to put quality out there it took a lot of time for me and we were starting to see the results for sure just in growth of the account but also not the vanity metrics people who actually joined yeah, who because I, of our Instagram because account. of our Instagram who I DM'd with all that stuff so we can actually see that you know it does translate to sales but Ooh. Uh, can I give tip number two can of the podcast? Can you do a keyword as I'm talking? Yes. Okay. Uh, survey keyword. Great. So I, <laughs> and that's marriage also. <laughs> and um, so I lost my train of thought because of you. Oh no. Because of you. you. Okay. No. Mm -mm -mm. Hey, hey. Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> okay. You get, you get two seconds. Okay. Both of us. Of, based on our, of... our ability to sing, we get two seconds. That's it. <laughs> Terrible singing. Okay. You can go and I'll think of my thoughts. Oh, uh, your second tip of the podcast. Uh, if you really want to try and find out if social media is working for your business, immediately after someone either signs up for a trial of your thing or uh, downloads a freebie or really buys, buys would be the thing that really matters, have a survey right there, embedded right there so they can fill it out. How did you find this? Mm -hmm. List all the ways that you put your business out there. And so for us, with our, our Wandering Aimfully uh, Unborn Coaching Program this past time, what we found is about, I think it was like 10% of people who bought came from Instagram yeah. specifically. And we have two things. We have how did you find us? And then we also have an open-ended question that's like, what was the final thing that made you buy? And so if people say things there like, oh, you're, for example, you're um, – growing through it series on Instagram or whatever on YouTube yeah, on YouTube too. or yeah. YouTube. So then we know like, Oh, that actually really moved the needle. So that is a good tip. Thank you. Did you Okay, no, I know my thought. Is... You got it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Let's talk a little bit uh, like amongst ourselves in case that you could forget it again. And it could drift That's... off into the, there. you're mean, you're a mean <laughs> person that I'm married. Um, so the thing I was going to say is, so 
I really have loved the time that I've gotten back of not posting on social and because I've been able to do a lot of this like deep focus work, which redoing the UI of Tea Tree has required tremendous deep focus work. But I have to say, and I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but I'm just doing it because in the spirit of transparency and honesty, there's this little part of me that feels like, oh, like people are, people go to our Instagram and they see we haven't posted in two months and like, they think we're not doing anything in our business. And so I wonder if anyone out there can relate to this is if you feel like you're, if you're not posting that people think that nothing's going on in your, which, which is like like that's so stupid, right? Like who cares if people think there's something going on and if there's customers that are happy, if there's money in my bank account, if if I'm enjoying my work every day, so who that, the F cares? That is the important part. Yeah. So the important part when you're having that thought is, am I showing up? Do people know that I'm showing up? Do they think I'm a flaky business owner or right. whatever? None of that matters, matters if you're getting new email signups, new customers, you're hearing from people. So that to me is how I know that do we even need social media for Wandering Aimfully? We do not. No, I know we do not. Because we have an email list that we've stayed consistent with for the entire time Wandering Aimfully has existed with little breaks in between, uh, intentional breaks, and that with a bunch of other like small kind of funnel, quote unquote, things on our website that get people into possibly become customers yeah. of us. Here is a, th- a thing that that just made me think of in the like pro column. So that that's like in the like you don't need it column is like, listen, we have like like we have people coming through the door regardless of whether we're on social or not. You and I know that we're at that point in our business. So that's, that's one point for the, you do not need social column. One point for the, it's good to have social column that I don't think I've heard a lot of people talk about is momentum, this feeling of momentum and this feeling of enthusiasm about your business. I find that when we're in a season where we're sharing a lot on social, the positive validation and reinforcement of people in our DM saying, I love your content or people commenting or saying, I love this, or can I reshare this? Or, oh my gosh, it provides this intangible sense of enthusiasm about our business that kind of fills me up. The question is, does that filling me up with motivation outweigh or, or provide more positive impact than the time drain or the mental drain or the switching cost of producing the content. I just realized right now, how much you love me, why I don't care at all about social media, especially because you don't for need Wandering that because you don't need the motivation or momentum. False, false. I need it. <gasps> I get it from Slack. There you go. If we did not have our Slack community for Wandering Aimfully, you would I it. guarantee you I would probably venture into that. That is a great insight. That. I also had another thing I wanted to say, uh, and it's sp- well, specifically the, related to this. Can you tell the people why, why, I don't know if they need more context about Slack, like okay, if people sure. are new to our Yeah, show. so Slack is, uh, it's an app that no, you no, can No, 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 no. I mean like, okay, our yeah, so Slack community is all of our members. It's all of our members. So it's 700 people now. It's been in existence since 2015. It was actually something people asked for in the very first iteration of this thing that we sold, um, I sold many years ago called Buy My Future, which then transitioned into Wandering Aimfully is where we are now. It was asked by people that I did some customer interview things with early on. And they're like, oh, is there going to be a community? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't plan on there being a community. And it was them asking that and hearing that over time. I was like, oh, I need this. And so we created that community. It is amazing. It is yeah. such a great place. Um, such caring people. So every day, there's 700 people. people there, but it's not like 700 people talking no, every day. It's, it's basically like, like 50 to 60 active people yep. a day. Um, Messages, what people are working on, yep. wins they've had, a lot of dancing emojis. Yeah, the summer cool is always links. a slowdown. Yep. Uh, I do a thing called Momentum Mondays with our members if they want to sign up for that. I think right now I have 45 people who consistently check in with me every Monday. They give me three things they're working on and three things they worked on last week, and then they reflect on it. And so many of those people, I'll just check in with them every couple weeks because I've got a little Google sheet that I keep up with now. It's color-coded. It's I, I see that color-coded yeah. when I come in um, But they're like, honestly, this is the thing that keeps me paying because Absolutely. I'm just like, I'm accountable to you. You help give me some literally coaching when I need it, and then I move forward. But anyway, I get a lot of validation from the Slack community, yep. not just in people DMing me, but in seeing the conversations that are happening in seeing people being helpful to one another. Uh, when a new member shows up out of the blue and introduces themselves and 20 people say hello. Yeah. And even if it's just emojis, like it just makes me feel good. Which is so funny because I get that feeling from when I'm on social because, and I think this speaks to like my teacher part of me because I love presenting information in a way that's helpful to people. And you are much more like the one-on-one coach. And so I, it's just very interesting yeah. how 
So I, it I do fits think both of our skills. One thing that I think would be interesting if if we decided that Instagram wasn't a healthy way, like if it didn't outweigh the negative to use it, is that you could literally move posting to a Slack channel. Like we could create a Slack right. channel that was all the stuff you would post on Instagram. But just that. for the members. Yeah. We've also had a couple of people ask me to post what I would tweet into my own channel. <laughs> <laughs> and I have decided it's not Twitter worth feed. it because yeah. it'd be like seven people who would yeah. be interested. And I just don't want to do that. But um, I do think that's a really interesting part of this. So you mentioned momentum and it made me think about one thing I really want to touch on here. What would we recommend for people who don't have momentum? Right. So if they're, if someone's listening to this and they're like, guys, I just started my business, let's say last year. I've gotten a couple customers. I've been using social. I've been prodding along. Or they're a person who's just about to start a new business and they don't have any momentum. What would you tell them about using social media? Do they even need social media? Hmm. This is where it's so tough because we talk about this often. Like when you've been in business for more than five years, some of the advice that you would give yourself is not the advice that you'd give to someone starting out. So I, I honestly do think that when I was starting out, being on social was really helpful because it was this like real time feedback. I could get to test out things like my messaging or my aesthetic, like my branding, my, all these things. And so I think it's, it is actually can be a very helpful clarity tool for you to like really hone your message. Um, so I do think that I would say, do that but you're right in the those early days it almost backfires because you don't you inevitably don't see the growth as fast as you want it and so that can almost work backwards because then you don't you get like less than motivation because you're like oh I suck kind of thing yeah. where do you land on it I mean I, I wrestle with it because I do think number one it's really hard as you kind of mentioned it's hard for us to give advice to people who are just getting started because we're not just getting started so tomorrow we could spin up an Instagram account for just this podcast and probably like 200 people would follow it. Yeah. And sure, that's not a ton of people. We're not going to break Instagram with the amount of people <laughs> who follow our account. But that's, but a, that's it's a, momentum. Yeah. It's immediate momentum, exactly. immediate conversation. And for a lot of people, they can't do that. And so here's the way I think about it. I think the amount of effort that it takes to actually grow a following who's dedicated and interested and is going to maybe potentially become customers or at least interested in what you're doing, the amount of hours that that takes I personally, and I want to say that as the caveat here, I would not invest it in social anymore. I would try and do something interesting. Yeah. I would try and do something unique. I would try and do something in a way that feels like that thing hasn't been done in that industry. You know, and, and so like here, let's go practical example. If we had an unboring coaching program that we were selling mm -hmm. and I said, I don't want to use social for it. What I would do is I would create like a choose your own adventure style free coaching but I would try and make the experience of it really fun. So I would give like a two minute video embedded on a page. And then from there you could choose like, do you want to keep going down this path or do you want to go down this path? And like you kind of navigate through this experience. But the question is, if you're starting out, where do, who, like, where do you send that? Well, you, send, do you, that, send, you send that to your friends and family. You send yeah. that to any groups that you're a part of that you already exist in. Um, but if you don't exist in any of those things, then you have to then go out and be in those places. Right. And that's where you have to go the opposite direction, which is you have to invest in and build relationships and be in communities. And a great example of this is from our community, Brendan Hufford. Yeah. So Brendan had, I mean, I don't remember what his social media following was when he joined Wandering Gamefully and he joined before that, but he just showed up in the community and was just really active. Yeah. And I think he did this in other communities too, not just ours. And he became known as the SEO expert yeah. in our community. People forget, I think when people think of social, all they think of is being the broadcaster, having right. the account. Right. They don't think about the value of being the commenter yep. and the top comment on all of these pages that are related to the things. And then other people see your name pop up all the time. And yep. I think there's a lot of value there. I think that's a really great tip. I was also going to say, if, if I wasn't going to be on social, where would I spend that time? And I think a lot of people skip the step of building the skill. For sure. They go straight to social and they say, how can I teach people without going, oh, I need to take on 10 clients, maybe at a reduced rate or a free rate in order to actually build this skill that I'm trying to tell, teach people about. Yeah. 
you know, and, and I give us a little bit, I put a little bit of responsibility on people like us because we want everyone to feel empowered that they do have something to teach and they do have something to of value to share. But we always try to say it with the caveat of like, make sure that you've done that thing. Yep. Do not go read up on a thing and then go to try to teach it or do not go try to, you know, uh, even worse, take somebody else's course and then go try to repackage the information. It's like you have to walk the walk before you can talk the talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think so much of social media creates this illusion that you have a skill. It's like, I could spin up an account tomorrow that I'm a Ruby on Rails developer, right. and here's all my Ruby on Rails learnings and my like beautiful quote cards that I'm creating, but it doesn't mean I actually know anything about right. it. Right, have I built anything on Ruby on I Rails? I can't build anything. I couldn't do anything. Couldn't yeah. do the first thing. And, and there's this illusion that you are doing something by posting and by growing an audience. And I think that's where a lot of people stumble into some difficulties is they actually do grow an audience on social but they don't deliver on the skill. They just are doing good social media content that people want to follow and like, but it doesn't actually transition into trading value for money, which is what right. a business is. So you know what I would do? I would take all the advice that we just gave okay. and I would decide, let's say let's say tomorrow I want to become a designer. Yeah. I would say I'm going to You want to be more specific? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm going to become a logo designer. Okay, great. I would say I'm going to select 10 people to redesign their logo for free. So you're going to work in public. This is interesting. I'm going to share that process on my Instagram that I'm starting. I'm going to use all the appropriate hashtags to try to get people who are interested in logo design or um, or if I was trying to target, let's say, creative businesses or like even more specific, like photographer logos. I would use all the photography hashtags to see if photographers would find me. I would share – I would build that in public. I would share that on my Instagram, share what I learn, all the mistakes I make. Meanwhile, I would do the commenting thing that you said. I would go – I would be a part of those communities, the logo design communities or, again, the photography communities if you want to try to attract that as your – And also, your, um, audience. there's uh -huh. a big caveat there of not being a critic and being a contributor. Oh, because right. I think so much of social media, people think like, if I'm in the conversation that I'm like critiquing and I'm giving this, it's like, no, 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 no. You need to be helpful. You need yeah, to be a contributor. Helpful. Absolutely. Good job. Love Thank that. You. So based on where we just discussed, that's kind of where I would land. And then I would just have set my expectations, right? And just know that, yeah, if you're starting out, it does take time to get momentum and you have to constantly check in with yourself and say, am I... Like, what return am I seeing from this? Is Do I think it's actually contributing to getting clients? And what is it all for? Yeah, and I, I do think I would say, just to be completely honest with people, if your goal is to start a new, brand new business, we're probably not the people to learn from. Because right. we are so far beyond that experience and what that's like, that it's very difficult for us to even empathize or understand what are the current difficulties with that. Again, maybe five years ago, it would have been great and perfect timing for us to do that. But now we just have to be honest about that. We are better suited to help people who have existing businesses and that they need tweaks. They need optimization. They need to know what to do. As we talked about in last episode, kind of the next iteration of what we're doing is building this intentional growth business, intentional business growth roadmap where people know here are the exact steps I need to follow. But it's not starting at square zero. Right. Uh, because we're just not suited for that. So you would want to find someone who's very suited in helping you do that if that is you and that's what you want to do. So so are we coming back to social media? Uh, I don't want to touch on YouTube real oh, quick. Oh, okay. So YouTube's kind of the one thing Let's where uh, when Wandering Aimfully got going, this podcast used to be a show. We talked about that more in last episode if you want to catch up on that. And I really had fun being on YouTube. And then we started, I started to create personally just some like little helpful videos. Um, I did my uh, 30 days of riding a stationary bike every day video, which since the pandemic started has jumped in views ten, tenfold. So it had like, glad that one's like super relatable oh, to I our know. business. It had like a thousand views and now it has like 12,000 oddball things that you do I know. bring all of our traffic and it's so unqualified. Oh I know. Uh, but sometimes you find good people from it's that true. stuff, but it's, it's not, true. it's definitely not the strategy you should use. Yeah. But anyway, you know, I think for YouTube, for us, it's really hard to figure out what do we want to do? Because I could tell you what and would work. Why? We, we, we could tell you what would work right. right now. We could film little vloggy style videos once a week or whatever. We could, you know, do little B-roll clips. We could do all this stuff. And it could absolutely work. But what is it all for? Yeah, like, but Do why? we actually want to be those people? Do we want to be recording every part of our life? Because one of us has done that 
a shitload and it's not fun. Yeah. And it's like, do I want to be out in our cute little stock tank pool that we created floating around reading my book in total peace and quiet and silence? Or do I want to be trying to figure out how to set up the tripod to get the B-roll shot of me reading my book in silence where I'm not actually reading my book. I'm just looking like I'm reading my book and then it's not peaceful at all and it's not actually restorative rest at all. It's actually content. Yeah. And that is the game that I think we play across every platform, but mostly for YouTube, why it just for right now, I don't see anything to post on YouTube except for our growing through it case studies. Well, yeah. But. And we've talked about like the thing we do enjoy is those Squarespace videos are doing really well. And I. Best series. And like that type of content I do really enjoy is watch us work stuff. Yeah. But the problem is we don't have time for it. Exactly. And that's where it becomes a constant balance balancing act of what's going to net you the most return. And that's not just necessarily financial, but that just means like, what is the purpose of this thing? Mm -hmm. And so when we were creating those videos, especially that Squarespace series, the idea of that was to get you back into work. Yeah. And to like, cause you just come through your anxiety battle. It was my first project back. And so it was like, let's just do something. Let's not do everything. And what we realized was, oh, that's great. Those are those get pretty good viewership for us and for our tiny little YouTube account. Um, but we also don't want to run a Squarespace template and design company. Exactly. So why keep doing those videos? So the growing through videos that we've done are like breakdowns of other people's websites and their strategies, really using this intentional business growth roadmap kind of in their business and seeing what we would tweak. But the time invested for the return on those videos we have to be very careful with yeah. because it's basically an entire week of work to do those. Yeah. And like you were talking about earlier, we've been doing a lot of deep work, a lot of deep focus work on tea tree. Um, we have a lot more coming up on watering and some silly fun stuff that we're working on. Uh, we also, but, yeah, but we really have to manage that time. And so for YouTube, I think what it looks like for us is very intermittent posting, a couple videos here or there, truthfully, right before we're about to launch just to drum up, if we're just being honest, just to drum up some attention. Yeah, and we do have three more of those case studies planned out, but we're trying to, again, evolve that concept into something that takes less time but still has the you know impact of being helpful for people. So, and that's what we're constantly doing, right? Is like, okay, this idea worked, but it took up too much time. How can we take the 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 good stuff about the idea and be create constraints and boundaries around it so that we're not spending an entire week on it? Maybe we're spending two days on it. Yeah, and um and. Another thing that I think is important is like when you start a channel, right? It, when you say like, oh, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I, I do think if you're somebody like us who knows what good strategy is where you're like, okay, I need to be consistent. I got to like do my titles right. I got to know who my audience is. Like you want to do it all right from the beginning. But what happens is sometimes I feel like if you're like, oh, well, I don't have the time to like be super consistent, then you don't do anything at all. But what's funny is that even though we know what it takes to have a successful channel, we have been okay with doing intermittent posting, not like a little bit all over the map, like being for lack of a better term, imperfect in the way we're doing it. And we still over time, because we did something instead of nothing, because we did something imperfectly instead of nothing, we still have like four, what, like 4,000 subscribers. Oh, on YouTube? Yeah. Uh, our friend Caleb, who we mentioned last episode, sent me a like, screenshot of our account. He was like, whoa, when did you get all these subscribers? Yeah, so like it's yeah. still- It's funny yeah. how it's grown and we've done absolutely nothing. Exactly. So it's like, but I think that's important because next time, you know, let's say next year we decide we really do want to focus on YouTube. We're not starting from nothing. Yeah. Because we did that. We, we planted the seeds and allowed ourselves to experiment and do it imperfectly. Your next tip of the episode is, I do think though- you have to do some amount of consistent consistency at the start. So I don't think the strategy would work of, let me post one video here or there every once in a while. I think you have to commit to, let me be consistent for three months, six months on a pace that works for you. Then you can take a break and be a little bit less consistent because I don't think the like, oh, I'll just post a video once a month or once every two months will work. But you're, it won't, but you're missing what I'm saying. It won't work if that's your primary goal. For sure. But if it's not your primary goal, why not is what I'm saying. Yeah. So for us, like it was never our intention to turn our business into primarily powered by YouTube. That was never our goal. It was a side thing. It was, uh, let's, let's play around here. Let's see if we can, it's sort of like adding on this new channel into our business, but it was never our primary, secondary, or even tertiary like channel. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying is like, if we had said, because it was like pretty, you know, lower down in our priority list, but still knowing us, 
we would want to do it perfectly right or we would want to do it the most effective way possible. But because we were okay with not doing that, knowing that it's not the highest thing on our priority list and just being okay with like, all right, let's do something rather than nothing. We now have seen that growth. Yeah. But you're right. If it, if it is your primary goal and you do want to grow your um, business with YouTube, then of course do all the things, right? Like go full tilt, go all in. I'm just saying if you're trying to dabble in something, don't give yourself the pressure of doing it perfectly Yeah, no, if, no, no. if you can't make it work. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's round this out with it's August 2020. Uh-huh. What are we doing on all of these platforms? So I think we just decided YouTube infrequent posting, probably a couple videos every couple months, not a lot of consistency. We'll, we'll revisit in 2021. Yeah. We'll have the... No, we'll have the um, growing through it yeah. videos in September. Yeah. So that's YouTube. But that's pretty much it. Uh, Twitter, for me, I decided a couple weeks ago, I'm going to be off Twitter for the rest of the year. This is the longest break I've ever taken. I had had done a social media detox this summer. I I usually always do one in the summer and in the winter. And I just really didn't miss Twitter at all. And if anything, it was more negative than it was positive for me. And I barely follow anybody. And so it's just, it just doesn't feel good. And I don't think I need to be there. We definitely don't need it for business at all. And really, honestly, the only reason why I had kept using it probably for the past year is ego stroking hmm. it's because it felt good to post something and like you get a bunch of likes on things yep. and that what is it all for it ain't for that folks yeah so i'm off twitter for the rest of the year instagram okay i just don't know you know i think in this moment everything <laughs> i would just really cute when you said that everything i would post on instagram again feels like a little bit of ego stroking yeah like what Look at point me. Like, <laughs> do i have as a cisgender that's correct right male white male yeah cisgender white male yeah what like what what do i need to be sharing things on instagram for right now yeah i don't like i really don't i want to be doing the anti-racism work that i'm doing i want to be doing work in our relationship i want to be enjoying the life that we've created by all the hard work we've done for years i want to do that and i don't want to feel like i have to share it for any other reason than just to do it so that people can see what i'm doing yeah and for right now for me I love seeing dogs on Instagram a ton. Corgi puppies, Staffordshire Bull Terriers. I love it. But I really don't love scrolling through people's business lives. I don't love posting, thinking about posting anything. So for me, I'm kind of just like a quiet assassin on Instagram right now. <laughs> okay. We're, we're also, just so you know, we're very into Corgi puppies right now. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to we get th- one because we can't deal no, with no, dogs no. and shit. But, we, but we go through like breeds that we fall in love yeah, with and yeah. Corgi puppies are like really at the top of the list right now. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I fall in everything. So yeah. I'm pretty much just going to be quiet on social, but I'm super active in our Wandering Infused Slack channel, yeah. which we figured out, and our and email. Like I, I love interacting with people via email. So yeah. So you've got at Kelso on Twitter and yeah. on Instagram. What do you do with Twitter? What's your Twitter strategy? I don't, nothing. <laughs> I, in fact, just recording this episode reminds me, I was on it yesterday, but uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to do another week detox. I'm going to yeah. get off of it. Yeah. Um, so that's Twitter. That's easy. Instagram, I do feel this desire with C. Kelso to, I just still, I can't figure out why I don't find the urge to like paint lately. And by lately, I mean like for the past year, I just like haven't been into it and I don't know what what that's about I don't know if it's an environment thing because now I work where I would have painted before and so it's like I don't have a dedicated space and so I like so now you need a second fart studio <laughs> <laughs> I just keep like adding rooms no it's in that's a cop-out like it's really just about making the time right and making the space that my art caddy that I did order because if you need to change something about your life order something on Amazon you know what I mean <laughs> I ordered a little caddy for my desk so that I can put some of my art supplies in it and then have it visible and accessible on the desk without taking up clutter so that I can just like move my laptop to the side, move the art stuff in. So we'll see how that goes. But I want to, uh, I want to post whenever I feel like it. And that's what I've just been doing is just like, okay, like listen when I want to listen. I am getting value out of a lot of, you know, the resources that I've been following. And I do like that it's, teaching me a lot and i'm feeling specifically about specifically anti-racism yeah. resources um also like a lot of like lgbtq issue accounts where i can like learn more about that because truthfully we don't have a lot of lgbtq friends and so i like being more informed about that experience and just knowing also we could just leave it as we don't have a lot of friends <laughs> to be clear we don't have a lot of friends <laughs> which is intentional for me we have maybe each, not for we you. have each other yeah, yeah. 
just don't let anything happen to you, okay? Because I'm, Try my best. I'm on my own. I'm on the ring fit, you know. Um, so I'm, I am enjoying it as like a place to educate myself. Although I will, let's be honest, Instagram is not like you're kidding yourself if you're getting all of your education from Instagram. So I just, I do want to be clear. There's a lot more research that goes on beyond that. But I want to just continue asking the question and seeing when it feels right to share again. Like just the other day, like last night I was watching whatever Netflix and I and I had one of those sparks that I get where it's like, oh, that's an idea for something that I want to share with people and maybe I'll create a piece of art around it. And so the more that I share, the more I have those sparks. So I, I think I almost need to like kickstart the engine again. So we'll see, but I just don't want to put any like rigid. Yeah. How do you on feel it. about the Wandering Gameplay account? Because for me, what, what we've talked about many times over is I like, the, like I said in this episode, I like the content of that account. I do think it's different. I think it's interesting. I think one post a week would is be plenty. enough. Yeah. Because it's a hundred times more than we've done the past three months. Yeah. And so even if it was just literally one thought that we've had that you get to create in a visual way that's different or unique to us and that's it. And yeah. that's all, that's all we commit to. Yeah. I definitely feel myself wanting to come back to it. It's almost though when you go so long without it, now you just, it's rusty. So like the whole process, I'm like, God, how did I used to do this? Um, so I, I do think we'll kick that back up again. I, I think And that's honestly, no pressure for me to no, do no, it. No, no, I just, no, no. Yeah. I know. I think honestly, the podcast is like the first step of just like putting ourselves out there again it's we've just been in such this state of like taking a step back listening learning like just having life like summer slow down like all these things and because what is it all for carol yeah enjoying life is yeah. what it's all for so and that's what i said earlier like we've worked this hard for so many years we've been working on wandering game fleet non-stop for two years and that's not true we've taken breaks but why continue to push ourselves and be on all the platforms and be in all the things and continue to use social media? Well, and the thing that we didn't even touch on at all is like in the middle of a pandemic, mental health is, is never more important than it is now health and mental health. But like when something this uh, disorienting is going on in the world, you like, it's very important to have that space and time to like really decompress. So I think, my approach is going to be to, and this is usually how we approach things is like, test it out, see how it feels is like, put it on my calendar to maybe sit down and plan out. Like, let's say if we did just only do like a slider once a week or whatever, what does that look like? Oh, I'm talking about just like one post a week, <laughs> like, like a quote one, card yeah, once a week, one thing, hey, bro, no, one of like if, the little like graphs and images things like maybe, those. Yeah. But if I'm going to come back, I'm going to like, be, but it's a challenge for you. Like, I don't just, like it. <laughs> Although people still DM me and at that little graph yeah, with the I'm calendar saying. and they're like, can I reshare The sliders this? take like a whole day. Those little things take no time at all. I yeah. mean, they take some time, but anyway, I hope this rambling uh, kind of expedition through... We didn't really come to any conclusions, but... That's, that's not necessarily true. I think okay. we had a couple conclusions. Because it was... You can email us, tip. hello at wanderinggamefully.com if you walked away with this with any conclusions. Uh, we always love hearing from you. We know that podcasts are very much a passive listen. You're cutting the grass, as we always talk about, you know, when you're out there cutting the grass or when it's the weekend and you got to cut the grass. You know, it's the you only know, time people listen to podcasts. You're cutting the grass. You're taking a shower and you're cutting grass at the same time. It's a weird thing you do. Yeah. But we really do like hearing from folks. Uh, if there was something that you really took away from this, maybe something you want us to follow up on on a future episode, social media is one of those topics that we talk about all the time. So don't be surprised if you get another episode on this sometime soon. <laughs> when uh, our ideas have completely changed. When I just quit all of it and I yeah. just don't No, the opposite. You're like, I am I'm a, I'm a full-time star. influencer. I'm a TikTok star <laughs> now. So I'm just a really good dancer. Um, <laughs> I could create a, a TikTok account that's just ring fit and I'm sure it would do well. Like just oh, you're sure. Oh, you're sure. Well, I mean, you've seen me. Yeah, I wouldn't do My that. Warrior 3 is on point. It is pretty good. Yeah, I get the full ka-ching out of it. Uh, anyway, I'm going to try and mention Ring Fit every episode. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks so much for listening to another episode of What Is It All For? If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend. Do not rate and review. Uh, we don't. Yeah, don't do that. It doesn't help. It, do, <laughs> it actually does nothing. There's no algorithm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we don't read them, so we would never know. Uh, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll be back in your ears next week with another episode. Have a great week. Bye.